Hello and welcome back to Small Talk. We've got a great episode ahead as we speak with a pair from Endicott. I'm your host, Katie Mushi. Each week on this show, we highlight the past and present of Division Three, with both current and former student athletes joining to talk about their experiences, their favorite on-campus spots, the craziest road trip stories, and more. This week, we've got Zach Mazur, a current member of the men's ice hockey team, and Ross Olson, a former member of the squad. The two talk about the best spots to grab a bagel, what it was like to be part of the inaugural program, why they love Endicott, and more. Thanks for joining this week. Now it's time for some small talk. My name is Zach Mazur, and I'm a current member of the men's ice hockey team at Endicott College. And I'm Ross Olson. I'm a former uh, member of the men's ice hockey team at Endicott College. Thank you both so much for hopping on here today and joining me. I know, Zach, you are in season. I think you're about to start the conference tournament. Is that correct? That is correct. Saturday that is our first game. So I appreciate you hopping over here right after practice to, um, to be on the podcast. And Ross, I know you are out in the real world now, so a bit busy, and I appreciate yeah. you taking time too. The first yeah, no thing worries. I want to hear from you too is about your on-campus life. So this has always been a really fun part of the podcast, just kind of hearing how things have changed. I know, Ross, you aren't too far removed from your college life, but there has been a few years and also, just the team changing, wondering where things are, people are still hanging out at. So, Zach, you can kick this one off. What are some of the the spots that you and your teammates are hanging out when you're um, not practicing or not competing? Are there coffee shops, restaurants, quads, whatever? What are kind of those spots? And then, Ross, if you want to follow up and just let me know if it's the same spots when you guys were there or if there were different things. Yeah, over the past five years I've been here now, um, it's kind of changed. I mean, when I first got here, majority of the team was on campus. So usually we'd hang out at the senior dorms where the seniors lived, whether it was the mods, townhouse, or um, they call it farm, which is just one big college house. So throughout the years, many guys just started moving off campus. So we got a couple houses off campus now where the guys just hang out and um, do whatever. And um, I guess it just changed throughout the years, but um, the best spots on campus, I would say, are the townhouse, and I were the mods, but the college actually just knocked them down last year to build brand new uh, suite style dormitory living. So that's a shame, but it happened. Oh, <laughs> uh, I heard they were awesome. I, uh... Yeah, no, they were they were fun. They were really fun, especially on a nice spring day. The first 50-degree day in the spring, you couldn't beat it, that's for sure. <laughs> I lived there – when did I live there? I lived there my junior, junior year. Yeah, I lived in the mods. My freshman year, they actually – so it was our first year as a program. They, I think the school was a little worried, so they actually stuck 16 of us off campus um, in townhomes. And it was actually super, super nice, but it was like two miles from campus, so – um, but you know what, like we made the most of it as, as a first year program, like we made the most of it. And, um, I had a blast. I know the guys had a blast and it's funny. Like we still have a group chat from most of the guys that, um, are in the real world playing now, um, whether it was, they started with us as sophomores or juniors, but, um, so yeah, so I went off campus and then I was at uh, Marblehead for my sophomore year. 
and then I was at um, the mods for my junior year, and then my fourth year I was actually in, in grad school, so I was off campus. But um, we kind of had similar spots. Like there was guys at the farm. Um, we had guys at the farm. We would go to the mods. Um, Standish actually was a good spot for us freshman year. It was the first year, uh, first Standish, and that was we we took full advantage of that. Um, and it was an absolute blast there. Um, it was funny because they were all seniors, but we were the same age as them. So they'd be yelling at us that we were freshmen, but we were the same age as them. So we were like, hey, relax. We're all right. Uh, but it was funny that 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 happens. But um, it sounds like it's kind of the same spots. And then um, what about the townhomes like Williston? Is that still a, a spot for you guys or no? Uh, I have no idea, but I was going to, how many mods? No. Were there? How many mods? We had 16. All right. So I guess to cl clarify what the mods were, they, it was basically a trailer park. <laughs> it was basically. Yeah. That's not what I was yeah, expecting. It was basically trailer park homes. Oh, yeah. And just, I could see why Endicott wanted to put a brand new uh, dorm building, <laughs> but, um, I mean, everybody past and present that experienced the mod said that it was the best living they've ever been. In. But <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. It was the best. And, it was the best and worst living. I okay. I almost had a shot, but um, uh, COVID happened, and they housed um people who tested positive there. And then when I was a close contact. All the mods filled up, so they put me up in the Wiley Hotel. So I never got to experience living in a. Oh mall. no way! <laughs> Gee, That's interesting. Funny. Very nice. So, Zach, since you're still in the thick of it, when the family's coming to town, or you're maybe eating on a budget that's not a college student budget, what are some of the the local spots you make sure to hit up? Oh. Um... Never go wrong with Hell Street Tavern right down the street from school. Um, great wings. They do uh, 50 cent wing nights on Wednesdays. So that's definitely a busy night, but I really enjoy their wings. Um, another good one. I live off campus in Salem now. So there's a lot of great restaurants. I like to go there like uh, the Derby, Rockefeller's, um, Turner's Seafood. I'm a big seafood guy. And then um, if you like a good hibachi, there's Mikado in Beverly. Those are my pretty go-to restaurants, I'd say. Okay. Got my list what's for next your, time I'm in town. What's your go-to in the morning? Like, if you wake up mm. on, a, on a Saturday, like, what's your bagel spot now? I'm curious. Is what's brewing still the spot, or are you going to Boston Bagel? Or bagel is I like Bagel Shop right by uh, the Beverly Farms train station, right by that doggy oh. depot. I'm a big fan yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people would disagree okay. and say Bagel World, but um, where's ba there's Bagel World in Beverly and Salem, but um, that's the one oh, where you yeah, yeah. for like 45 minutes in line just to get breakfast. And I'm not, I'm not yeah. to get that long in the morning for food when I wake yeah. up. Yeah, I was always a What's Brewing guy right in the center, right on Cabot Street. It was really good. I loved it there. I don't know why. All right, I'll have to try it. Yeah, and then and forgot, um, there's a brand new um place that opened up right down the road um in beverly farms called avocado pit it's like okay blows chipotle out of the water it's just healthier way better like it's it's unbelievable okay i've got my i've got my list now when i'm in town um of where i need to go 
Do you want a nice sandwich? Super sub. Super would... sub. Okay, perfect. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, hands down, hands down. Awesome. So now let's talk a little bit about off-campus life. So traveling, obviously in D3, you don't necessarily have to fly everywhere. There's probably plenty of schools up in the Northeast that you can get to in a bus or a van. Um, so Ross, I'll have you start this one off because you weren't too long ago, maybe first couple of years in the program, they were testing the waters on how to travel you guys. And now a few years in and a lot of success. Um, you guys might be doing a little nicer. So yep. what was the travel situation like for you, Ross? Were you guys in vans, buses, was coach driving? What was the situation? Yeah, we were actually, uh, yeah, co- we, were, we, were on, we were on a coach bus every time, which was, which was awesome. Like we got treated, we got treated so well, especially, especially for a first year program or first four years of a program. Like they treat you when you go to Endicott, they treat you like, kings and queens like they treat you like a d1 athlete because that's that's just kind of how it is there um and 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 you know what like it showed it showed in the it shows not just in hockey but everything that um that they do it's state-of-the-art everything right like they're they're they'll put money into it and they know that they know that um they'll get returns on it and and it's the best thing and like we went up to where did we go we went up to plattsburgh for a tournament we went up to norwich for tournament um so like those are probably the furthest trips that we went on uh we went up to colby i think those that, those were like the furthest ones so it wasn't bad at all so for you zach what what is obviously the situation's probably the same coach bus is nice yeah. travel um so maybe then we'll flip on a little bit more to what are some of the good trips you've been on you guys have had some success you've been in the tournament mm-hmm. um you know there are some west side of the country schools that you might have gone to at some point um, maybe not, but what are any good trips you've been on during your time? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, it wasn't such a great trip, but I'll always remember it. Cause it was just, I don't know, just a long day. We had a game at, um, con college and we get there. Um, we're late because of traffic, of course, and we're scrambling to get in the locker room and we hear that they don't have a locker room for us ready because they have a college women's tournament going on. So we're across the street getting ready in their field house. We're halfway dressed, everything. The guy comes in like, all right, your locker room's ready. So we get all our stuff and we're running across the street, everything. And we have to be on the ice in like eight minutes for on ice warmups. And we end up winning the game, but um, we're about three hours away. We're taking off 10 minutes into the ride, our coach bus, um, breaks down on the side of the highway and like all uh, electricity goes out everything so we're in a black coach bus in the middle of the night and we're on the side of the road no lights are on nothing and there's like semis just driving 65 70 past our bus it's shaking and everything and the so- state troopers had to show up and shine lights on the bus like showing drivers like we're broken down the side of bus and what really stunk about it was the company we got it from, um, we couldn't call their Connecticut office to like send a bus to replace it. And they actually had to send the maintenance guy in a new bus from the office we got it from in Massachusetts. So we had to wait two and a half, three hours for the maintenance guy to drive out to us, get to us with the new bus and then transfer everything over and um then get on the new bus and go home but i think we left that day maybe at 
noon and we didn't get back till 4 30 5 in the morning because Oof. of how much we had to wait i think that connecticut office oh. person who told you they couldn't give you anything is probably a connecticut college grad and they were unhappy with y'all probably because they <laughs> they didn't treat us too nicely before the game either so oh no fun. Ross, I mean, any crazy... together. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Ross, any crazy stories for you? Um, yeah, I mean, probably not as crazy as that, but it was our first year, so it was my sophomore year, uh, but our first year um, in the tournament playing Hobart. So playing Hobart, uh, we win, we stay the night, um, and so then we leave the next morning we stop at a rest stop about an hour in like guys need drinks and um, candy or whatever it is. Right. So we get in coaches like guys, 10 minutes. Okay. 10 minutes. And we're like, okay, sounds good. We're all coming back. Our AD came with us. AD Wiley came with us and uh, um, Tolan's like everyone here. And we're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let's go. Like, let's just get home. Um, and we had won. So everyone's happy. Right. Um, where we leave the bus, we leave the uh, rest stop, and about five minutes in, we get I, I get a call from Cam Black, I'm like, okay, what's up? And I, I like turn, I'm like, why are you calling me? He's like, I'm at the rest stop, and I'm like, oh no, and I like, and I look at I look at um, a couple of the other guys, like the leaders. I'm like, who's telling Tolan? They're like, you, you for sure. I'm like, but Ad Wiley's up there. So go up, tell him A.D. Wiley doesn't say a word. He just, like, has his hands crossed, and he just has, like, a dry smile on his face. Luckily, we won, so he was happy. And Tolan's like, all right, turn the bus around. And we had to go another, like, five miles up, come about ten miles back, and then we would, and then we got him. And so it added about a good 45 minutes to the trip. But it was hilarious. I was dying when when he called me and I turned and he wasn't on the bus. I was like, Oh no, this is not good. And hopefully he never lived that down the rest of his career there. Oh no, never. <laughs> Every time we would leave the bus, we had to make sure we had to make sure Blacker was on the bus. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. Um, let's talk a little bit about academics now. So the student and student athlete, um, for you, Zach, first, what is, I think I saw your MBA, is that correct? I was looking at your roster page. Yeah, you're, currently you're in the MBA program. Yep. Whew, that's rough. Um, that's a lot to handle, but can you just talk about maybe your academic experience at Endicott so far, or, um, what it's been like being a student athlete there? Yeah, so uh, my undergrad, my first four years, I was a engineering major and a uh, computer science minor. So the workload was a lot, but um before Endicott, I went to prep school, and I think that really helped me with my time management skills to um, for college. So, I mean, the workload was tough, yeah, and the practice schedule, but, I mean, coach always um, worked with us. So, if we had a class that went late, he didn't – he prioritized academics before um, practice or anything else like that. So, as long as you communicate with coach, what your schedule is like, your workload, like they understand, like school comes first and everybody here, I mean, the coaching staff, the athletic department and the teachers, they all like 
school they all say school comes first which is true but um every every um um advisor that we work with and coach we work with really helps us balance school and academic life and I think with that and time management really makes it easier for us to manage between academics and our athletic life. That's great. Ross, how about you when you were there? Yeah, I mean, it was very similar. Like, so I graduated in three years um, and then had got my master's in my fourth year. So, um, which was, which was awesome. And I loved, I loved every second of it. So um, for me, like, I, so I was in sport management uh, for my undergrad and then just in, and then in business administration for my, um, for my master's. So it was, for me, it was awesome. Like I, I use a lot of the stuff that I learned and like how to set up events, right? Like I'm a hockey coach and um, also work in admissions. So like what I learned, especially um, like how to set up events, how to make sure it's ran correctly, make sure there's um, there's extra help, right? Like just little, little things like that. Like, sure. Um, but like we had like different projects that actually worked on that. Um, so the ability to kind of look back and see like how, wow, like, yeah, it was, I went for sport management, but like, it was a blast and like, it's a really good major and it was super, super difficult. Like it, you might think it sounds easy, but it was actually pretty difficult, like in a good way, but, um, and, and, and got the most out of everybody. So I, and I loved it. And then of course the masters, um, it was good, but Tolan, you kind of, like you said, um, I never had an issue with it, but, um, I know some guys weren't able to make practice. Like, um, one of Josh Bo was like, he was only make only able to make like one or two practices, um, a week, his senior year. And RJ, RJ was awesome about it. He, he understood he was able to get a mice, during the day when he was able to skate. So Bozy was able to kind of um, skate by himself twice a week um, and then practice with us the other days. So um, Coach Tolan, like, hands down, uh, no offense to anybody else, but he was hands down the best coach I've ever had. So, um, and it's not just on the ice, but off the ice too. Like, yeah, him, he would make, if I ever got in trouble, he would make me walk the dog or, um, his dog at 5 a.m. on the beach but you know what like I learned so I learned so much from him um, how to just be a like more mature person on and off the ice so it was awesome I was pumped I'm pumped that I went there I like that punishment walking the dog at 5 a.m. on the beach I yeah, oh that's great <laughs> I, does anyone do that anymore does he make anyone do that not not this year but last year was a Zahn babysitting all the time Oh yeah. Or, or like Habitat for Humanity. I had to do that a couple times on like a Saturday morning. I'd have to go like, not have to, but like I got in trouble. So he would send guys to go do Habitat for Humanity and like build houses on a Saturday morning. And of course you're, you have a little um, hair on the dog. So you're like, Oh boy, now we're hammering nails and we're moving everything. So, um, but no, he, he, he always held people accountable. And that's the one thing that I really respected a lot about him. Like looking back. He's very big on respect too. Just give yeah. people the respect they deserve and you'll be good. 
he always he would always say to us, he said, I don't care if it's the janitor or if it's the president of our school, you should treat them with the same respect. And I mean, I still say I say it to my guys now, like our 14, 15 year olds. I say it doesn't matter if it's our jan if it's the janitor of our school or if it's uh, the headmaster of our school, like you should treat them all with the respect and say hello to them all the time and say please and thank you. So um, I mean, I'm still kind of using everything that he taught us. So. That's awesome. I, those punishments are so creative. I uh, usually it's like running or something workout related, but I love this habitat for humanity on the morning after a night out, probably walking the dog on yep. the beach. This is great. There's the occasional yeah. thing um, bag skate too, but. Okay. But I think the <laughs> yeah. we bag skate, we bag skated once. And so we played on a Thursday and a Saturday <laughs> We took 68 penalty minutes on a on Thursday, and he made us bag skate for 68 <laughs> minutes on a Friday. And then we had a game Saturday. I'll tell you this for free. I never took – I tried not to take penalties after that. It didn't work that well for me, but other guys, it, it worked. It was insane. Six, 68 minutes, we went wall to wall. It was awful. Oof. All right. Well, we'll stop making you relive that memory. Um, now <laughs> let's talk. Let's do some story time now. So the first thing I want to hear is a funny or crazy but appropriate story. Um, Zach, you can kick it off and then Ross, you can follow up. Well, I kind of told mine already. So let's have Ross go first and I'll think okay. of one. All right, Ross, kick it off. Um, wow, I should probably have this. I I should probably have one in my in my bag. I'm just trying to think like PG thirteen. Oh, I got a good one. Okay, I got one. So we're we're at the mods, the trailer park, right? Um, and one of one of our guys, Dan Kusarovi, uh, is like, boys, who wants who wants disco fries? So disco fries is basically poutine. Um, so it's like French fries with gravy and cheese curds, right? So we're like, yeah, 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 we want them. We didn't want to walk all the way to the lodge, right? Which was probably about a 10-minute walk, give or take. Um, so what he does, he goes, don't worry, I got it. He throws his rollerblades on, rollerblades across campus, gets the disco fries, about four, three of them, I want to say. Yeah, three three, three baskets of them. Um, and he's rollerblading back, coming over. There's speed bumps in the middle of campus, so his cars aren't flying. He's coming down the hill. Doesn't he tells me he doesn't hit the first one, doesn't hit the second one, and he sees like three kids and he's like waving, waving to them and getting all excited. He's like, "I got disco fries," and he's waving. And all of a sudden, he gets he's going too fast and he hits the third one and he catches air. He comes down, he catches himself so he doesn't really hurt himself, uh, but he loses all the disco fries basically except for maybe one. Um, so he comes back, he's like, boys, we're all pissed at him. We're like, we thought you had four of them or three of, I think it was three. I forget the number. I'm going to say three. And we're like, we thought you had three of them. And he's like, I did. And then I waved and, and I hit the speed bump. So we had one of them. We're walking to whatever we eat them. We enjoy them. We're walking on a Sunday morning to, uh, to Callahan where where the dining hall is we're walking by and all of a sudden you look to your right it's just a, a bucket full of disco fries it's just on the ground 
Um, and you can see that some raccoons or animals got to it, but you could see the, a, a lot of the remnants of it. Um, so even to this day, I'll, when I see them out in Boston or something, I, we always bring it up about, about the disco fries and the rollerblade. R.I.P. Disco Fries. Zach, what about you? Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. I, I thought of one. Figure it uh, out. I did. I did. Okay. Um, so we had a we had a kid from Belarus on our team. His name was Svet Kuczynski. He looked like um Ivan Drago from the Rocky movies, like pretty similar to Ivan Drago. And um we had to do uh community service as a team over winter break this one time. And it was at like a preschool or daycare and we were helping clean and rearrange all the classrooms but there was like um we were in the baby care like infant part or i don't know maybe three-year-olds and the bathrooms in those rooms were very very tiny like it was it looked fake but it was like for the little kids so they could get on the toilet and stuff and Svet thought it'd be funny to like sit on one of the toilets and he sat he's probably six 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 seven so he's big dude just sat down like and the toilet collapses from the wall and all this water just starts splurring out and everything like that and everyone was just like oh my god like coach is gonna kill us and so so coach found out but we helped clean up and everything like that but um it was funny because the next day coach only made um spet skate board to board a couple times in front of the whole team for what he did but um that was that was pretty funny so those were funny or crazy stories um but let's talk about just some favorite memories you guys have obviously had success with the team um early program too Ross and maybe something there but just some favorite memories from your time with the program so Zach I'll have you keep rolling with a with some stories all right um Obviously, my favorite memory, um, other than going to the Final Four last year, like the, the the team atmosphere and the chemistry our team had last year was probably my favorite memory from that team. Um, again, like it was, I think it was like 13 seniors graduated last year, and those are the guys that uh, Kevin Craig and myself, that's the class we came in with. So my favorite memory from – all those guys is our freshman year. All of us, all 15 of us were put in the same dorm right on the beachfront. And we got to spend that whole year together living with each other. Got in a good amount of trouble together, but that brought us closer together. Um, that's where we built all our chemistry. We were together 24 seven. We were right on the beach. It was, it was kind of a vacation kind of, but, um, I guess whenever people ask my favorite memories, I mean, this went by in a blink of an eye and I would, I would give my left arm just to be back in that freshman dorm with all 15 of those guys again, because I'll never get to relive that moment. And I wish I was able to appreciate it more when I was living in the moment. But um, I would say that that year, freshman year, living with all those guys that went through it with me last year, going to the final four. So that's my favorite moment. Awesome. And Ross, how about you? What's one of your favorite memories when you look back? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's, that was unreal, honestly, that you guys made it to the final four and, uh, and you host. And I mean, I know all the guys that came in when I played with, with them, like they're, they're pumped and they're proud of you guys that you guys 
continued on with the tradition. And I mean, it, like, I know I keep harping on it, but it just shows Tolan with what Tolan does. But um, I know we were all proud of you guys and of what you did. And hopefully you guys get back there um, this year. But for, for us, like, for me, like, I, I thought it was so cool being able to say that we were the first program, um, Division three program um, for hockey at Endicott, come in, um, Colin recruited us all with zero rink on. He would show us pictures of, of what the rink would look like, and we're like, okay, I guess we're coming here. Um, but, like, the fact that we all came in, I think it was 25 of us came in together. Um, and of course, like things happen, right? Um, but we graduated together, and um, it, it was it was an unbelievable ride. And uh, but for me, like just the ability to kind of like we we stayed together in the uh, in the summer. So after my freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, or no, sophomore, junior, senior year, uh, we all stayed on campus or around Beverly. And um, honestly, like those, that's where we really built a good good relationship and we actually worked together so i was the first one to get a job at uh tupper manor serving weddings um and other banquets and then brought lloyd in i brought petrella in and then all of a sudden by my junior year in the summer like we had 10 guys 10 hockey guys working there so we would lift together in the morning we would skate then we would go play like roller hockey we'd go to the beach and then we would go work from like 4 to 10 4 to 10 p.m and we were always together um one way or the other and the cool thing was is like even on weekends right like sure like we would be working a wedding on a saturday night and be losing a weekend night but you know like we were together and we would make the most of it and we had a blast like i i think it's so it, it, it was so, so fun like staying in the summer with the guys and training with them and and just building memories and everything like that with them it was awesome very cool and question for you Ross being that you were there when the program started maybe you and your teammates got to kind of start some traditions or some superstitions or some things is there anything that you guys maybe unintentionally even tried to start with the program that maybe Zach can confirm or deny if it's still alive now oof um I'm trying to think honestly um oh well, our freshman year, our, actually our freshman sophomore year, we had one too many guys. So every day or once a week, um, depending, we would do shootout boy and whoever lost that shootout would ha wouldn't get a stall and they would have to get dressed next to the goalie and near the next to the showers. So I don't know if you guys ever had to do that, but I'll never forget. RJ was so mad at me one day that I had, so I had lost, but he was mad at me about antics or whatever it was like on the ice or not playing the right way that every time we would have a shootout he would come over and he would talk to me this this went on for six weeks he would talk to me and then all of a sudden I'm in the final four so I, everyone else got to go three times at least and I hadn't gone once in the shootout so I I had nothing right so then I'd get in the final four and then all of a sudden Zamboni would come on the ice and girls team would have to go on or Beverly would have to go on so I stayed in that chair for six weeks and I never, and I didn't have a stall. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And Tolan always jokes. He goes, you played your best hockey when you were in that chair. And I was like, honestly, and it was funny. Like he brought up like the numbers and like, on, like, I think those are the best numbers I had was when I was in the chair. So like 
we always joke about it. And I saw him at um, James Winkler's wedding and I brought it up to him and he goes, Oh yeah, that was on purpose. He goes, you were being a real dink. He goes, you were being a real dink those, those few weeks. So I had to make sure that you stayed in that chair. And I was like, okay, at least you can tell me that now. There you go. But it was funny. Yeah. So like, that was, I don't know if they, if I don't, I'm assuming you guys don't have that many guys um, that you have to do that. Yeah, we did. Um, oh. uh, we didn't start doing that till last year towards playoffs. And we only did it for like okay. a couple of weeks, but that was it. But um, now we just do we call it showdown. Now, but um, the loser just has to wear those pants. They're like um, you guys still have those you get still, those green zebra pants. Yeah. So if you, I heard you had to wear if the you class. guys look at a picture, um, no, we never wore them to class, only for practice. And me being a wise guy at the time it was I had to wear them the day the day before the game but the day before a game was pitcher day so I said nope gotta wear them so I wore them on my senior my senior day pitchers or not senior day but my like the pitchers my, during my senior year I wore them you can kind of barely see them because they kind of like threw me in the back luckily I was tall enough so they could throw me back there but I was a wise guy and I, and I threw those pants on it was it was actually hilarious now that you say that I don't have to talk and, to Sean and, and see then, if we can dig those up. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You have to. You have to see if you have to really look. Yeah, but you can <laughs> see like the zebra pants. Okay. Yeah, you have to wear them over your shin guard, your socks, your pants, everything. Yep. Like it's just your jersey, and then it's <laughs> zebra pants. So, like you don't see any like yeah hockey oh, pants, hockey socks, nothing. Like you, hilarious. You stand it, out out there. That's funny. Yeah, it's awesome. We, well, we started. And then what's so the last two weeks, we actually started doing, um, like, you know, we practice green team, blue team. Um, we do a sh uh, yep. shootout at the end, green versus blue. And the first team to get 10 goals, the other team has to go do a polar plunge on Sunday. Oh. So we've been, we've been doing that the past couple of weeks, and that's fun. Green, uh, I'm on green. We've won the last two, so I haven't done a polar plunge yet, so hopefully it stays that way. But um, it's fun wow. watching them jump in the water. Where do you go? Right over to Birch? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. And what's this I hear about? Are you guys not doing intramural softball anymore? Oh, no, no. We, uh, we did. Uh, the underclassmen on the team won it this past year. They want it. Yep. Okay. Just making sure, making sure. Cause yeah. when I was there, we won three, we won three of the four years there. So just making yeah, well, sure you guys are still. The senior class didn't want to ask the grad students to play on their team. We would have been their secret weapons. Wow. They didn't ask us. I, that was my favorite part of the fall. I loved it. We were, we, I, I'll never forget. I robbed a home run to win it. One, we won one nothing in the championship my junior ju, senior year we won it and we went crazy even though we had a game the next day we were more pumped and we went out because we won the that we were like we'll be all right we'll be all right and we were we were fine the next day but you know what we won that we won the intramural championship three three or four years uh, you definitely have that on your resume <laughs> exactly I, I actually, when I, when I applied, 
yeah, when I applied to the to the hillside job, they said any any awards, and I said three time intramural softball champ. <laughs> That's what they were most impressed about. I think That's probably why, how I got the job. And now you're the softball coach now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome! So let's get towards wrapping it up and do a little bit of chatting just about Division Three. So. Um, obviously you guys are, or were D3 student athletes. Um, and sometimes that means different things to people, whether it's really good academics, which it sounds like it is at Endicott or just the opportunity to do other things like maybe playing in a real softball. I don't think that's allowed at all divisions. Yeah. Um, so just what yeah. is, what is your, or what did your, or what has your division three experience meant to you? And Zach, I'll have you start it and Ross, you can follow up. Yeah. Um, if, anyone ever asked me if I would like go back and change some things I did or go look at other schools I I'd say no in a heartbeat um Endicott's by far the most beautiful school I've ever stepped foot on I mean we got three private beaches right on campus right across the street from school so like in the warmer months you're on the beach all the time with your teammates friends whatever just hanging out having a good time and Endicott's kind of a smaller school and it's kind of dominated more by athletes. So it's a tight knit circle. You know, you know, a lot of people on campus, so it's kind of more of a big family style campus than, I don't know, go to Boston college and there's 60,000 students and you'll see one person, never see him again. Like you're seeing the same faces every single day. So it's like a tight knit community. Everybody supports each other um goes to games uh hangs out with one another I mean I couldn't ask for a better place to go and same in the classroom too um there's small classrooms um the teachers know every one of their students they're always there to help them they want to see their students succeed um and if it wasn't for a lot of my teachers support um I wouldn't probably have done as well as I have in the classroom so props to them and I don't know I just I'm very thankful for the teammates I met here the friends that I haven't played like the friends that don't play any sports I met here I I couldn't be more thankful yeah I mean I kind of I, I second all that to be honest like the academics like we talked about academics were fantastic teachers were awesome the small class sizes right um and, and I know a good majority of us, like especially hockey guys, um, either were at D1, had the ability to go D1, or were committed to Division One. Tolan brought us all in. Um, and you know what? I wouldn't change a thing. I, I always liked hockey and loved hockey. Maybe I wouldn't have had the same drive, right, if I had been sitting on the bench for my freshman, sophomore year um, instead of playing all these minutes and producing and having a great team and, and having those wins and championships. Right. Um, and, and I say it to, to my guys all the time, right. They're always worried about playing at X, Y, and Z, like the top school. I'm like, just go somewhere where you're going to play. Right. And, and I, and I'll say it, like, I don't think I would have gotten played in the ECHL or gotten a small cup of like small, small cup of coffee. Um, in the AHL, like I wouldn't have got that if I wasn't at Endicott um, and, and was able to learn from all the failure that I had, not failure, but like 
the mistakes that I made. Right. Um, and I don't think I would have learned from, from learned as much. And, um, it's the best thing in my opinion. Like if you're a fringe division one, division three player to a school like Endicott, where you're going to get a great education, um, it's an absolute no brainer. Like, and I always tell, I tell guy, every single guy, um, if they're looking at Endicott, I said, please give me a call. I'll, I'll, I'll talk, I'll talk to you about the benefits of going to Endicott educationally, athletically, and just socially, right? You kind of hit it on the nail. You, you know, most of the people at the school. And if you don't know their name, you've seen them at a party. You've seen them in class. You see them at gullies, right? So um, you see them all the time. And sometimes I see, I, I live in Boston and I see guys that were on the baseball team um, that are, um, that are walking around Boston or, and, and he's then maybe the, or like, um, a nurse nurse is walking around Boston that went to Endicott. Right. And I'll look at him. I'm like, how do I know you? Did you go to Endicott and kind of just have a conversation like that? And, um, and it all stems from a, that small community, that small tight knit, um, I don't want to say brotherhood, but like, um, that you, you have that, uh, brotherhood, sisterhood, uh, mentality at, at Endicott. I love that. So my last question for both of you, and it's sort of a broad one and kind of asking you to look into a crystal ball, but um, we're 50 years down in Division Three, so this is part of the 50, 50th anniversary celebration of this podcast, and there's many, many more years to come. So when you think about Division Three and what you've been around as a student athlete and everything, what do you see or what do you hope to see for the future? And Ross, I'll have you start it. Zach, follow up. Yeah, I mean, I I hope I hope to see like continue like the continued success, um, at, like the ability to for Division three. Um, a lot of people like look at Division three and they're like, "Oh, you played D 3 It's like, no, 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 I played D three. Like, there's there's a lot of good athletes. There's a lot of good, like you look at like the NESCAC schools, like schools like that, or you look at Endicott, um, the list goes on and on where maybe some of these kids are stellar athletes and maybe they didn't have their major at a division one school or whatever it was, but that's the best thing is these is, is I'm excited to see in the future, how division three continues to grow, not just athletes, but people, right. And, and businessmen and businesswomen and, uh, people who are saving each other, saving lives, um, as nurses or nurses, whatever it is, like they're there. Um, and I always say as, as an athlete, you, you learn a lot as an athlete. Um, but especially as a division three athlete where you're working for every single, I mean, every single dollar you're working right understand the power of a dollar basically because you're paying for school you're not getting a scholarship at at a lot of places um and you have to work and you have to earn um, any academic scholarship money right so um i'm excited to kind of see that continue to grow and i yeah like that's kind of where i'm where i'm at and i think i think playing division three and not being handed everything and silt and spoon fed all the time with um, all this NIL stuff, I think it was the best. I think it's the best thing. Um, and, it, and it makes people grow up and mature a lot, a lot more. Well said, Zach, how about you? What do you hope to see for the future? Yeah. Um, I mean, going off what Ross just said, I mean, not only that, like no scholarships and we got to work for, it. I mean, we're 
put in the same amount of work as these division one athletes. We're in the classroom all day. We're in the weight room all every day or in season three days a week still, but we're on the ice every six days a week and we only get one off day to kind of relax and catch up on homework. We're putting in the same amount of work. So like it's um I think Division three hockey is going in the right direction, especially after COVID too, because um, kind of backed up the player portal a little bit, um, kind of forced a lot of guys to transfer out of division one schools and go back to juniors or vice versa. And I think COVID kind of caused a lot of D one players to come into the D three program to uplift the program more, make it a, a lot uh, fat, like the game a lot faster, a lot more skilled, a lot better. And I think it's only going to stay that way because I think people are starting to recognize how competitive D3 hockey is getting. And, um, and a lot of professional players that are coming from it as well. I mean, Ross is a perfect example. I mean, last year, I think there were three guys that graduated last year that got offered, but they turned it down. They'd rather, they, they didn't want to continue their hockey career, but I mean, D3 is pro uh, producing professional hockey players still. So, I mean, I think D3 hockey is going in the right direction and I think it will keep going in that direction. There you go. Well said again. Um, that's the last question I have for you guys. Thank you both so much for joining. Like I said, I know you're both really busy this time of year, so I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to hop on here tonight. No problem. Thank you for having us. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. To everyone listening, thanks for tuning into this episode of Small Talk. We post new episodes every week. To follow along with everything Division 3, you can find us on social media at NCAAD3 or NCAADIII. Make sure to join the conversation with us all year long by using the hashtag DIII50. Have a great day, and we'll see you for some more Small Talk next week.